Hello, you are listening to On Resistance. We are on every Friday at 7.30 except for Fun Drive in the first Friday of each month. I'm Bobby London, and thank you for joining us. Today we have a special guest, Beatrice, who is joining us from the East Coast via Skype. Yep, I'm here. Beatrice speaking. So, how are you? I'm doing alright. Uh, same as usual, just surviving yourself. Uh, same. Feeling very introverted and like a turtle. Um... I'm happy you can join us today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about like a wide range of things, but first, let's, um, something that you're doing that sounds really awesome is self-defense kind of Oh, yeah. Prepping? Yeah. You're doing this with yourself or with other people? Um, with both. Um, it's a whole learning process for sure for everyone involved, and, but definitely not just solitary all the time. Do you feel comfortable talking more about it? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh... Well, uh, I guess where to start, um, I guess there have been a lot of, uh, self-defense communities back in the Bronx where I grew up, um, that I wasn't really too involved in, um, a lot of them incorporated martial arts, um, since guns aren't really allowed there, knives or anything like that, it was mostly just, like, martial arts and just survival technique and how to make a dollar, you know, just on the street, um, but... Uh, I've decided, uh, since a lot of that isn't available in New York City, um, I've decided to take it upon my own time to create a sort of system where we can get people to legal areas to get familiar with um, things that they can't do in New York City, such as firearms training, um, I guess martial arts, there's more space up there, um, but also like survival techniques such as like weaving, uh, being able to uh, ID certain plants, which I have some experience with from school, um, things like that. That's, like, really good for, like, survival or just... Yeah, it's generalized stuff. I mean, it's... With the, with the coming climate, you know, a lot of people are moving. Um, it's going to be, like, a lot of homelessness and gentrification going on, you know. So it's just... It's good to know, especially, like, when you're, like, moving south, like, where most, like, you know, black people are moving right now. It's, it's good to know, like, what's around you if you need to go out or, you know, if you want to save money, uh, get some chamomile tea or something to calm your nerves down or something. It's all free, you know, outside yeah. of nature. So I'm drinking chamomile tea right now. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. It, it grows, like, on sidewalks and stuff. It's everywhere. It's a uh, baseball field and stuff around here. It's good. See, that's one of those things that I think I have growing. Maybe I can take a picture and send it to you. Um, yeah, that would be rad. So what made you want to start getting into that? I mean, I know it, that's kind of like an obvious question, but well, I may well, not be for um, the listeners. I guess for, for people that, uh, I guess, um, aren't, it's, it's like, I guess people like, that won't like find it like too obvious, I guess. Um, I'll give them a little background about, about myself and stuff. I'm a black transgender woman from third world country, Dominica, recently got hit by Hurricane Maria and Irma. Um, uh, coming up here was pretty hard for us. Um, grew up in the South Bronx, so it was uh, really hard times economically. Things have changed for us, thankfully. Not for me so much. <laughs> it's, uh, for me, I've just been really angry with, I guess, like, things around me. Um, grew up in the Bronx, you know, I used to go to school in Manhattan, and just seeing, like, the large disparity in wealth, you know, it's kind of, um, it's, it's always, like, like daunting for me. I... I at first, I thought I was like envy, but then I always wonder, like you know, like what 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 can I buy with like you know like all that money anyway? I couldn't like answer that question, so I realized that it was really just like anger at how Manhattan can have all these things that the Bronx can't, basically, and that carried on to like 
how I think now also the fact that I'm hearing a lot of stories of black people, especially black women, receiving a lot of um, flack from the left, which is, uh, I guess I, I say that I'm on the left too, but it's just, it's hard because then you have this other front within like, you know, like your own team that's like kind of like disparaging against you, they're oppressing you also, so then I just decided to take all of my personal feelings and like my studies and experiences and put it into one project that's for black people only where we can defend ourselves and we can garner our own knowledge where people withhold it from us or where we have to struggle to get it basically yeah because um, of course with survival you, you, you don't only save lives but you can save money which helps you save your own life you know etc but um yeah i mean that's the background that's the reason like why i started it yeah, I don't like traveling by myself because, yeah. like, you know, there's lots of, like, harassment and, like, multi-layers. And so what ends up happening is I just don't really travel if it includes me having to travel myself. And so I feel like a more proactive thing would be to do something like self-defense. Um, but, yeah. But- oh, well, for, for people not traveling, too, I guess, it's, it's another thing. Um yeah, you have, you have a point, too, because, like, being in, like, cities like New York City, um, again, you aren't able to own rifles and stuff or certain kinds of knives that you can own, like, even upstate, um, but I'm sure that uh, it will come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, like, just, like, knowing that, like, because there's, there's also, like, like, one thing that we're utilizing is the slingshot, right? Um, oh, that's awesome. It sounds, it, it sounds really childish, right? Um, no, it sounds awesome. Yeah, but um, they they make they make slingshots for hunting also that are legal all over America. Um, in New York City, you can't have the ones with the handles in your arms. That's about it. But uh, they're pretty legal and they can definitely hurt someone. Um, Self defense from mid range maybe, but just like small things like that too, you know, help. Every time I've been in like close situations where like I was either gonna be like mobbed, attacked by men, or like. Um... One time, it was, like, super scary. I was walking home at night, and where I live, it's, like, very pedestrian. And um, so I was walking home by myself, and this van going the opposite way, I noticed the guy, like, looks at me, and he slows down. What the hell? And then he makes a U-turn, right? And then, so, and, and he's going slow, and then, like, right where, like, and I'm, like, a block away from my house. And so, like, right where I need to cross, I have to pass through an alley. And so he pulls into the alley and opens the door. So I just, like, ran. I just started, like, running in the middle. Oh, my of the, God. And I just started running in the middle of the street because I was like, okay, well, at least, like, you know, like, someone's going to have to see something, you know. And yeah. then, like, a cop ended up driving by, and so the car drove away. And then I just, like, ran home. And it was scary because, like, also I was thinking, you know, like, people see, like, a black woman running in the street at night. Like, they're not going to think, oh, my God, I need to help her, you yeah. know. And that cop's not going to think, oh, my God, she must be in distress. He's going to be like, oh, she must be on drugs or she's, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, even that as a tactic isn't necessarily, like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, like, tactic that everyone should definitely be able to harness. Uh, I guess another part of, like, self-preservation, too, is just, like, being able to, to run, if you can, like, if you're able to, yeah. you know, is be able to, like, learn that instinct and not instinct, it's such as, you know, like, uh, let me see, things that are dangerous, I guess, like, if you're, like, in a white neighborhood and that's happening, not to fight the person, because <laughs> that could 
be kind of bad in, you know, in multiple ways for long term. But, yes. Um, and that's so. the thing I don't feel like people talk about either. Because, like, one, I'm, like, scared. I just, I am just personally uncomfortable around guns. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think people should be able to use them if they want to. Like, a part of the element of why I don't feel safe is because I know if I was to defend myself using one, I'd be killed by, like, the cops. You know what I mean? Or I'd be, like, in jail for the rest of my life. You know, like, I... How much of a threat just, like, even having that would be... Exactly. So yeah. I don't know. Well, that goes and stuff with, like, the black radical tradition about... With, like, with, like the Black Panthers and stuff is, like, knowing your rights and knowing where you can do it. Uh, places like uh, Missouri or Louisiana... New Orleans, stuff like that, you know, like, where you can open and carry certain guns. I mean, the rules are, are completely different from, like, New York City, where you can't, own, like, own a rifle at all, you know? Um, so it's just, it's all about, like, like knowing your local laws if you're traveling somewhere, you know, you've got to know, like, how things will change there and stuff. Um, but absolutely, uh, <laughs> I would definitely not recommend to anyone to just carry a rifle on their backs, you know, like, in the middle of a city, because most cities don't allow that, um... And just, just, like, shoot anyone that's, like, looking at you the wrong ways. Especially if you're black, that will definitely, you know, end you, like, make you end up in some kind of, like, mental institution, you know. Like, I've heard that so many times, like, someone, you know, was, like, looking at me, like, the wrong way when I was working at, like, a, a um, hospital for mental ill. Um, and they got into trouble, you know, like, and they, they, they won't, like, you know, like, admit that, like, you know, like, they could have done things differently, et cetera, et cetera, but... It, it it can it, it's it's almost bad for black people to so just like talk like that you know like to speak in ways that people can't directly empathize with yeah. you know like looking at someone the wrong way means so many different things to people it's yeah I agree with you yeah I think of Marissa Alexander she was in a standard round state and like she only shot like a warning shot but still you know they were trying to get her. But, and I also think, like, those cases are, like, made also to make us feel like we can't do that. Like, we can't protect ourselves. Like, to also make us feel, like, afraid to have guns and stuff like that. Like, I'm afraid to even say it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so funny. Oh, like, yeah, even, like, talking about it on a show like this, I'm like, oh. Like, you know? But then you have, like, <laughs> these white people at, like, marches marching with their guns, you know? Or you have, what's that white group? The Redneck Revolt. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, where I'm like, oh, yeah, because it's super rad for, like, white people who totally have the right and freedom to carry around guns to be marching around with guns. Like, I don't care what your politics is. Like, <laughs> white people with guns is scary. Like, you know, that's, that's never not going to feel scary for me. I know, and for me, like, I've always seen, like, images of, like, the Black Panthers and all. It's just been, like, holy crap, like, how do they even do that? But, I mean, it's just, again, like, it comes down to gun culture, which is very, um, obscured from uh black people i guess because so many of us live in inner cities where these guns aren't allowed you know like we grew up with like violence around us uh, that's like affecting us and not the people that are oppressing us you know like like as opposed to like white people having guns and they're like always for like protection or for like you know like further oppressing other people you know it's, it's a completely different case um there's also like the the fact that like we aren't raised with a gun culture it's not really like readily available to everyone in places like new york city you know, you don't see, like, gun magazines going around. Like, no one's talking about it because barely anyone has any. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I'm not really sure. Like, it, I was talking to my, to my sibling the other day, and we were watching these survivalist videos. Um, this guy's making, like, a, a hut or something. Uh, 
down south, and it's it's almost like white people like replaced like all like the indigenous people and like the, the freedmen slaves who were like out in the wilderness like surviving. They like replaced them and commodified it, and they have like all this knowledge that mm. a lot of people like used to have. They don't have it anymore. You know, mm. it's 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 really strange. Yeah, because <laughs> no. I could not imagine white people doing this back in the day. It was you know like they they hired people like Harriet Tubman to like help them like during like the, the, the um, Civil War, for example, because they didn't have all that knowledge you know like yeah yeah i just saw on my feed like someone's like oh someone invented these like new biodegradable bowls and it's like leaves what <laughs> it's like like <laughs> weed bowls and someone retweeted like you know white people really do yeah weaving's been around for a really long <laughs> time <laughs> yeah. You'd, like oh it's so, yeah it's <laughs> it's so much so yeah that's a lot that's awesome and inspiring that you're doing that and necessary, definitely. Brought up earlier about feeling, I don't want to put words in your mouth because I don't remember exactly what you said, but like threatened or like um, by the white left. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so uh, there, there's a lot of different stories. Um, I guess we spoke last time about this um, like a while back, um, but... I've just been hearing from a lot of different people who, like, read my articles um, online um, that I write about these experiences. Um, there's, just a, there's just a wide range of experiences where people are, like, harassed, abused by people, like, on the white left. And it has, like, you know, it's, like, coded racially um, or even, like, transphobia, things like that. Um, uh, for me, personally, um, as a black person, like, you know, from the, a, a colonized country, like, you know, like, multiple colonized, like, you know, French and English, uh, it's, I'm obviously very open to, like, reading about my history, you know, like, so books like Settlers by Jason Kai, um, Gramsci, uh, type of, like, cultural, like, analysis, like, Marxist analysis are very, like, appealing to me, so there was a, a time when, um, this author, uh, by the name of Ross Wolf, uh, wrote an article, you know, telling, it, it was titled Don't Bother Reading Settlers, and I, and like, I was in Antifa at the time, like in an Antifa chapter we started and, uh, anti-fascist news posted it. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, wait a second, <laughs> like, is this the anti-fascist news I've been following on Facebook for a bit, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I, I was just like, I was just like, wait a second, you know, like, this is just like black history. Like what's wrong with it? So I read the article and I was just like, you know, like there's a lot of tokenizing it and stuff. But what upset me was that like, anti-fascist news was like posting like this, like, what I call, like, the racist creep, you know, um, you can, you can obviously be on the left and be a racist, you know, it's, there are long histories of this happening with Lucy Parsons, um, and Emma Goldman being racist towards her, et cetera, et cetera, you know, it, it can happen, but, um, I guess the people that run the page are white, and, like, they're susceptible to this, like, racism, too. Anyway, like, it became a thing, I wrote a really long article about it, um, I called out Ross Wolf on Facebook publicly, um, trying to, reverse the damage that was happening because I was already seeing it being shared around by white leftists like so then it became a thing eventually uh conversation went on for a bit I didn't follow it so I don't know what happened but uh within that week posts of mine on Facebook started getting removed from like months ago and I was just like what you know (laughs) like it was like the weirdest things like uh I I post about what dinner I had that day or something and then it got removed like sexual content or something it was weird and then two people from the call-out post uh, tried to add me, and then uh, 
the next day or maybe two days afterwards, I was banned from Facebook for soliciting sexual services, which um, I'm not a sex worker. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a lot of gaslighting like that. And mm-hmm. so yeah, now I'm banned from Facebook for life by facial recognition. So whenever That's I try to make so an account, creepy. yeah, uh, whenever I try to make an account, it'll ask for my face. And like, I, w- I was in Vietnam for a bit. I tried it there. Um, anywhere I go, you know, VPN. People, I've, I've had friends give me their old accounts from like high school, and like I, I put, I, I tried to like log in, and I, I get it gets banned automatically. Like it's the weirdest thing. That and, sounds really yeah. creepy. And if, I felt like if someone looked into like how they're doing it, it would expose an element of tracking that they're doing that isn't public. Because like yeah, if you're using like VPNs. And yeah, it was it was really strange. I got really paranoid. Um, so I just like took a break from it. It was really hard because I a lot of my posts are, like notes for me. You know, like when I'm writing articles and stuff, I go back and look at them. Um, but yeah, no, it's really strange. Like I was, and so like now I can't have a Facebook at all. Um, I lost contact with all the intel I was collecting on the far right. I lost a lot of uh, connections with other activists. I lost connections with financial support, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and now what's happening is if uh, any of my articles are mentioned anywhere, uh, there's an excerpt from the thread in which I like. I told Ross Wolf that ARAs are monitoring the conversation and collecting receipts because, you know, like, what's up? ARAs? Oh, anti-racist action chapters. Okay. Because I contacted them, um, and they were collecting receipts and stuff, and they were just like, oh, so basically I'm being doxxed. I said, uh, I guess so, like, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you're, you're, like, I already knew, like, where you live and stuff. It's like, (laughs) like, you're, you're, you're pretty, like, popular off this, you know, like, I don't know why you do this, but (laughs) your information's out there, like. But I guess, like, yeah, and they're just like, well, I've already been doxxed by Nazis. And I guess they're, like, a white Jewish man, like, cis man, like, and they were just like, well, like, why are you glad that I'm being doxxed by Nazis as a Jewish man? And I was just like, I'm happy you're doxxed because you're a racist, you know? Like, it had nothing to do with, like, you being Jewish or, like, even, like, a leftist. Like, you know, there were plenty of Jewish people there that were in my antifa that were just like, there are non-white Jews, too, who would disagree with your racism, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It's 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 a thing. Um, especially, like, Ethiopian Jews, which should have been screwed over by white Jews, but that's a whole other story. I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, and then, like, so, like, they'll just mention that, like, that was, like, anti-Semitic or something. I was just like, holy, <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the receipt. Like, I say because you're racist, not because you're a Jewish person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that became a thing. Um, Anti-fascist news ended up unpublishing it and stuff like that. But anyway, like, there's just a lot of stories like that. Like, I have friends that are being harassed by, like, Maoist organizations because they call out racism in the group, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it just goes on, and, like, there's so many, there's so much proof of, like, uh, Claudia Jones, socialist in, I believe, New York, um, wrote something about triple oppression. Like, people are writing this stuff because it's, the left isn't being comprehensive enough, you know? And it's, there's a long history behind it, and, yeah, that's basically the kind of harassment and, you know, abandonment that I'm trying to connect with. So you said before you still identify as a leftist? Um, yeah, now it's hard for me to call myself a leftist. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to be, I obviously, like, I don't agree with anything that's even centered towards the right at all. Like, but then I found this group, you know, that breaks my heart because, like, they're, all of a sudden they're racist, even though I agree with most of their ideology. You know, it's, it's hard to keep calling myself that. 
yeah. <laughs> without selling my soul, you know. It's, yeah. <laughs> now I just, I, I don't know what I call myself. Um, I, I don't know, yeah. Like for me at least, when you're black and you end up finding like a, a community that has similar politics as you, at first it's like super exciting because like, yeah, you have people who share your ideas about the world. And then like when you hit that wall, like when you hit that white wall, um, and then again when you hit that mm-hmm. like, quote-unquote POC wall, like the anti-black wall, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and then, like, the further, depending on, like, your layers of oppression that you have, the walls you keep hitting, like, it it can be really sad and disappointing. Um, Yeah. And then kind of, like, isolating, which is, like, for me, why I kind of just, I'm over the idea that there's a label that fits me. Um, Mm -hmm. Or even that, like, just because someone identifies as, like, something politically means that I'm going to be able to, like, really trust them because... Yeah, a lot of people identify themselves as anti-fascist or anti-authoritarian, but then aren't really, like, aware of, like, the way they perpetuate authoritarian-style relationships within their own life. Yeah. Um, or how they replicate that. And so, I think, like... Well, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying, like, it's easy to see, I guess, from the inside, like, when you're a white leftist, like, you can see, like, libertarians and be like, okay, well, they're anti-government, but they're also a capitalist, you know, like... But, like, I don't understand, like, why we can't have that same uh, analysis from a racial point of view where, you know, like, they're communists, uh, they're anti-authoritarian, for example, and, but they also aren't addressing, like, the ontological, like, aspect of things, like, the the fact that they can reproduce, like, these systems of, like, white supremacy that can be existent within any form of, like, economic uh, structure, you know, it's... It's, it's there, too. It's not, I don't know, like, yeah. like, why it's, like, only, like, unique to uh, white ideologies. I feel like they're freaking out. Even worse than white liberals. Especially if you go to, like, white anarchists, right? Which is mm-hmm. who they, like, side-eye, like, all of the rest of them. They, in their head, are like, I'm Antifa. Or, like, I'm a white anarchist. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so not that. You know, and so... The, like, the hero, yeah. Yeah, the, exactly. And which has to do with, like, their own guilt, right? And, like, yeah. them not wanting to confront their internalization. It's, like... And I, I feel like the fear of admitting that, like, the fear of admitting our own hypocrisies, and this is for, for like, everyone in different ways, like, is what is the danger. Because, yeah. because then if you can't be honest about your, you know, your stuff then you're going to not be aware when you're replicating it. And then you're not going to be a safe person for people to confront you about. And then, like, yeah. and then you're never going to be confronted about it. And then, so what? You're just going to keep, like, perpetuating it? Like, if you really are, quote-unquote, a radical, and you really want to get to the root of stuff, then that means, like, internal deconstruction. And so don't you want people to be able to feel comfortable uh, telling you that, like, you're making them feel uncomfortable or you're being racist or something like that instead of just, like, deflecting and, like... Like, right? If that's your politics, I don't understand. Yeah, that's, like, the thing I'm dealing with internally, because, like, I guess I've, I've been, like, raised to be, like, a, real, a pretty, like, selfless person, like, to a fault, right? And, like, for me, like, when I found, like, I, when I first started being, like, like, Emma Goldman and stuff like that, I was, like, so, like, oh, these people are so, like, they get it, like, they're so nice, you know, and, like, altruistic and stuff, even, like, in the midst of violence, you know, it's all for love and stuff, etc. Yeah. <laughs> But then, like, then, like, you, you tell someone, like, hey, that's, uh, you're, like, stealing my language, and, uh, basically, we have to, we have to keep coming up with new words for AAVE, because it becomes something else, like, by the end of the day, <laughs> like, <laughs> then they're just, like, then they're just, like, well, well, it's for everybody, like, they, they don't even consider, like, oh, like, this person's hurt by something that I did, like, you know, for, for me, like, it's, like, the first thing I hear, like, mm. and, like, 
I'm not sure if this is, like, a common thing with, like, black radicals. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But, like, for me, like, I was, it was so much easier for me to do that for white people, like, or for, like, any, like, non-black people in general than it was for, like, any white person I've met, you know? Like, there's always, like, a critique or a questioning involved. I don't understand, like, like why there's always, like, a questioning or, like, a critique whenever, like, someone, like, like whenever, like, a black radical, like, says something, you know, like, whenever they bring up something that happened that was hurtful to them or mm. ostracizing, you know, like, but for white people, like, you know, like, there's never a question or a critique, you know, it's just, like, with, like, you know, like, outside of like, ideological bounds, then no one ever questions it, it's just, you know, it just is law already. <laughs> like, it's frustrating that so much space is given to them by non-black people, by black people. It's like being, like, empaths, right? And I feel like black women yeah. are just, like, we tend to be very, like, empathic, and I think part of that is, like, I have a whole theory behind it, I don't get into it too much, but just that, like, it's part of, like, a coping, because we mm. need to be able to, like, fill people out and read this space for, like, a safety reason, um, yep. and so that makes us really in tune to other people's emotions and how they, like, interact and words they use. Like, if someone who I care about, or even didn't even care about, but if someone told me, like, hey, you said something that, in my opinion, was ignorant, and it really hurt me, then, like, I would be like, oh, whoa, let me reflect on that I'm sorry and like deconstruct what made me feel like I could say that you know yeah. <laughs> like like yeah it's, it's, it's a very cultural like uh what do you call it um self-crit and crit like mm. culture <laughs> you know like like like, like what well, like the white mouse will like advocate but never do right mm. it just becomes abusive <laughs> in their groups but yeah and that's the thing like you know how before you were saying that uh, you are I think you said like understanding but like to sometimes your own um, demise yeah and so like and I feel like that's like the thing it's like you know especially in like black rad you know quote unquote community sphere space whatever you want to call it we are so self self-critical on ourselves and we're very critical of each other um, yeah and it's like and it's like a hypercritical environment and sometimes like I don't know it, it can become really intense because mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god like what, what if I mess up? You know, like, am I going to be ousted? Am I going to be, like, proven to be a fraud? Like, you know? Like, yeah. And, like, and it can be scary. And other, like, groups or whatever, like, they don't have that hypercritical um, sort of environment or critique. And, like, one, I think it's good, you know, because, like, yeah, like, we should be challenging and, like, we should be trying to, like, hold ourselves to our theories or, what you know, practice what we preach. But at the same time, it's also, like, intense, and it can almost be, like, traumatizing, <laughs> and, like... Yeah, and like, absolutely. And so... Yeah, I agree with you. Um, from I guess from, like, an ecological, like, standpoint, too, um, I mean, it, it's, it definitely seems a lot more natural to, like, be, like, really communal with things, because if someone's suffering in that group, and, like, you know, like, chances are, like, they're always, like, contributing to, like, to, like, to, like um, society in some kind of way, um... Uh, it's not beneficial for the, the society to just let that person kind of, like, you know, rot or die away or, you know, be in pain. Because, like, eventually, like, it'll it'll come up, you know, like, within the society. Like, it'll, it'll show, it'll, it'll show its, its, like, its head, you know. It's, it'll mm. wear its ugly head, like, whatever you want to use <laughs> to describe that. But, like, it, it always comes up. Um, I just, I guess because also we're living, like, a really, like, like individualistic society, too, um, in America. You know, it it doesn't 
come out in the most efficient ways, like the whole like criticalness and stuff. Because again, it, it becomes about like you know like, like what am I doing wrong as opposed to like what like what is the group like not offering me or like what am I ignoring about the group to like improve the situation? You know, it's it's hard to get, it's it's like hard to explain without like going into like detail with like other like countries like uh, cultures and stuff like that. But yeah, just in general, it just seems like really like individualistic, I guess. Do you mean in general or? Just, um, in general and within groups, I mean, it reproduces itself again, like, it, it becomes about, like, what did I do wrong, um, mm. I, I guess, uh, I, I, I keep having this thought, like, while I'm saying this, like, about, like, this one article I read about the communal aspect of, for example, like, China's, like, family structure and stuff, um, or even, like, their business structure, like, whenever someone, um, fails, it's because the company failed, they, they'll, they'll think of it like that. It's, you know, it's, it's like, it's seen as that as opposed to, like, the person feeling, like, individualistically. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that would be more helpful to look at for, like, a lot of things, you know, instead of, like, I don't know, like, whenever someone does something or, like, something happens, like, I try to look at, like, well, what's the structural thing that's, like, enforcing this, you know, like, why does, like, rape culture exist? Because we don't have a, a culture of consent in any way. You know, oh like, yeah, like yeah that's live, a whole another thing too. Like we live in a violent society, and so like everything we do with each other, it's like hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And so like it's just this yeah toxic environment, and I feel like if we were to begin to look at things more communally and structurally, then yeah, maybe we could like start addressing it. But then that's where my despair kicks in. It's like no, we can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I think it just takes a lot of work. Um, honestly, um, I've just taken an approach of not like asking radicals for any like white radicals for anything anymore. Uh, not trying to change their minds. Um, cause it's just it's just like me like having to explain to like one person at a time like why like <laughs> why I feel this way over and over again. Like, cause like I'm not holding a seminar, right? <laughs> you know, it's just like it's, it's it's like one person at a time, and I have to do it, like a billion different times and. You know, like, chances are they won't listen to me because, like, I'm too frustrated to even, like, like get my points right and stuff. And, like, I shouldn't even have to get my points right from yeah. explaining like, how I feel to someone, you know? But, yeah. But it, that, that's just how it is for some reason. Um, again, like, nothing here is going to happen until, like, black people's needs are answered. So I have no obligation <laughs> to seek them out in any way. Yeah. Did you see they had a march against white supremacy in the Bay Area? No, I didn't hear about this. What happened? Uh, I saw that Chelsea Manning spoke. Oh, which I thought was and I, which I thought was like interesting that like I don't know you're gonna have like a white person speak at like a march against white supremacy, but like I didn't really see too much about it. As soon as I heard it, I was like, it's gonna be mostly white people. Um, yeah. And it's funny because, like, I had, like, joked about wanting to do, joked halfway serious, or actually for the radio, joked (laughs) about (laughs) wanting to do, like, a march against white supremacy, but make it where white people couldn't be there and have it on, like, Columbus Day or something. And, like, you know, and just, like, yeah, like, that would have been cool or something. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, like, it's just, like, White people have co-opted the fight against white supremacy. I know, I know. That's 
That's I see a lot of talk about co-optation, and it's been happening for so long. I do not think it's possible to avoid it. I but I do think we should start organizing around co-optation. You know, like yeah. it, it's always like subverted. Like again, like the language I like to use is like white. Like is like is that like um white supremacy will reproduce itself. It kind of like fractalizes upon itself. You know, like kind of like those Russian dolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like like over and over again, but. The way to do it is um, to outdo it. You know, it's it's just like remaining like remaining like steps ahead of the um, direction it's going in. Um, I mean, like de- like decolonizing like that whole like word has been like co opted multiple times, and again like this year by this guy who wrote uh, decolonizing dialectics. <laughs> um, like it's just a, the weirdest thing to see that happen. By the way, like take like like, like a white like idea yeah. and decolonize it. Like, but yeah, yeah no. It's, I think we just have to stay ahead of the curve, and we have to be aware of how we can steer the country's populate uh, the country's culture away from things that harm us, like we've been doing for a while. Do you think that can happen? Oh, absolutely! I think it's definitely mm-hmm. possible. That's what the Black Panthers did for a long time. Um, they did that really well. Uh, it's really funny. Like, just the more I read about like Huey Newton and like Bobby Seale and stuff, people involved in Black Panthers, like they just seem to be like black nationalists and mm-hmm. then they get opportunistic about people that are like oh this sounds really communist and they're just like yeah it's communist <laughs> and then it's just like yeah you know like you know like support like you know like anti-imperialism yeah we're all about that yeah because um, <laughs> like because like in real talk like you know like it's I don't know, just being at the, at the bottom like wrong of like like oppression and stuff it's so um it's so easy to just, like, see so much struggle and, like, empathize with it because, like, nothing that's happened to other people is unique, you know? Like, any mm. any type of oppression has been tried on black people, usually, like, oftentimes first, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, it's just easy to empathize and it's easy to just be like, yeah, you know, like, we need uh, equal equal rights. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, in real talk, it's just for black people, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it's, they, they had a good control of, like, where things were going. They took hold of, like, the new left, uh, Marxists, uh, internationally invited by, you know, like, you know, entire Chinese, like, you know, bureaucracies to come visit. Um, yeah, um, and again, like, a lot of it is political theater, but I think that's a strong suit we ought to, like, adopt. When, when people are studying, like, you know, like, politics and theory and stuff, a lot of times one of the most ignored like facets of political like theory is like prop like propaganda and mm. how it worked <laughs> you know um yeah. propaganda is really important also political theater is really important um i guess it's like a it's not even like a social cloud thing because it's not individualistic but we've been doing it for so long like just it's so it's it's sad to see like the for example like the whole like knee down thing like get co-opted but like we had power over that you know like so we should be able to take it into a new direction that benefits us as opposed to just, like, sitting there and abandoning it. Like, what happens next, you know? It's, it's, it's I guess, like, it takes, like, a lot of, like, tactical, like, thought, too. Yeah. I'm interested to hear more, like, what you consider political theater. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like, I, I agree that, like, we kind of, like, give up too easily. Like, the resistance, now it's become, like, a joke, right? Everyone's like, oh, ha, ha, hashtag the resistance. Like, Yeah, you know, Hillary Clinton, thank uh, you for that. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I've done it too, and it's like, and I think, you know, too often we let them take words or we let them take, like, tactics or whatever. 
Um, and like what's happening now with the fight against white supremacy, like yeah, that's totally been co-opted by white people, and they're like trying to like show that they're not the bad whites. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, when what the conflict happens, I'm like, why it makes it hard? Like, there's no unity or unified front when it comes to like, well, what are we co-opting it back to? You know, like yeah. So it's like, so it's like, okay, like you could take like the knee and be like, okay, yeah, like. The knee has now been co-opted to mean, like, I don't know, whatever BS the NFL's marketing it to be. But, like, even before, like, I would say that, like, when Colin Kaepernick, like, first took the knee, that was a part of co-optation, right? Because, you know, like, him kneeling is, like, cool, but, like, in my point, like, it also was, like, watered down, and so it set the stage for further watering down of, like, celebrities and football players and athletes. So, like, yeah, like, and before then, then you have the co-optation of, like, BLM and the co-optation of, like, first, and just, like, layers, layers, layers of co-optation, you know? These protests, um, oftentimes, like, performative, like, have their uses, um, you know, um, the whole knee down thing is a protest, right? Um, protests are usually used to, I guess, uh, spread awareness of, like, a, a cause of some sort, right? Um... However, they don't usually, like, acquire, like, material gain unless, like, there's an insurrection involved or, like, something is held, like, hostage, you know, like, or um, there's, like, a some kind of, like, forced, like, direct trade. Like, it takes, like, a lot of protests for things to, like, get down. Um, they're usually, like, very reformist in that way. Um, you know, like, it's like, it's like the extreme of, like, you know, like, I'm going to get all these people, like, I, I'm going to get, like, all my, my disciples, you know, abused on, like, live TV to, like, get a point across, like, you know, like, non-violence, like, MLK style. <laughs> um, but I think that, like, again, like, it has a use, because, like, if Colin Kaepernick was, like, suddenly, like, well, if, if police brutality isn't addressed and y'all make it about, like, free speech or something, um then y'all are missing the point. He has to speak out more about that. But he also has to, like, say, you know what? Like, because of this, I'm going to do this next. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you guys see this as, like, like, any person that kneels like this is supporting my cause, (laughs) then, like, and then at that point, like, once you, like, do that, you basically, like, declare yourself the vanguard of some sort of some kind of movement. Like, regardless of whether you're, like, anarchist or, like, Marxist, Leninist, et cetera, like, People like you can still claim yourself as like the vanguard of something, or like the um, the forerunner, or forefront, or the front of a movement. You know, um, and in that way, um, basically, you can claim. I guess it's it's weird. It's kind of like you claim like a reverse solidarity upon yourself once you do that. Um, like for example, like I'm gonna bring up the BPP again. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, but like their most recent example, I can think of this like. They start off with like you know like like uh, following the police and stuff like that and like make sure that, like they're, basically they're they're like they're like doing like the whole like uh, police the thing. You're talking about the Black Panther Party. Yeah, Black Panther Party. Like they uh, police the police, you know, type of, like following them around and stuff with arms like arms, uh, vehicles and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, it wasn't until like they could start forming coalitions with cases that were existing. Like I forgot her name. Um, there was a family whose son was killed by the cops, he was, he, like, jumped over a fence or something, and he got killed, because, like, apparently, like, he was trying to break in somewhere, and then, like, the Black Panthers, like, accompanied, like, the mother, and I think the family to court with, like, guns and stuff like that, you know, and then, like, they associated their cause with, like, a 
very um it almost like in like a like a very like like hyper like protest like atmosphere where they expose like what their next step was which would be like an armed struggle mm-hmm. or like an arms like defense because of like something that everyone can already empathize with in a way um i guess a big I guess, like, one way that's described oftentimes, like, in, like, the leftist atmosphere is a protracted war, a uh, people's war, where they, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, propaganda, like, the, the, um, there's, like, a propaganda front, usually, where, like, they'll do, like, actions involving violence in order to inspire people to join it, like, things like that um, are very important, but, like you said earlier, it's hard to do that stuff with, like, liberal activities, such as, like, uh, kneeling down and stuff like that, because, um, I don't think he's the first to do that, um, honestly. And I'm pretty sure that the NFL has been pro- like protesting like like racial violence for a really long time. <laughs> so I mean, like he's not the first to do that. Um, but like again, like it, um, these things have to be really thought out, and like there have to be like multiple plans into the future. You know, like you have to be steps ahead. It can't just be like I'm angry. I'm going to do this one time and like end it here. Yeah, I get nervous with because like yeah, I was like. I agree with you. Like, I was thinking, like, hmm, you know, he's going to have to, like, speak out now, right? Like, if he's really about it, he needs to call out that basically, like, it's being watered down and, like, and re-bring it back to why he originally did it. Um, And then also, yeah, and then, like, hopefully, like, you know, like, further that analysis. Um, But then, like, my, like, you know, anti- hierarchy self is like but that's also like again centering this like one celebrity football player who like just got all his information from his girlfriend and like you know um has like rape allegations around him and like you know and like again it's like focusing on this like individual and to me like any act of taking away from like autonomy um from like the uprising the larger and like focusing on like a certain individual is co-optation like, um, is exactly. how, like, the state and, like, all of them, like, try to, like, control the movement or the quote-unquote movement, um, or the narrative, and so, like, so, yeah, I'm, I, just, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, like, absolutely right about that, um, and that's, like, why I said, like, people who are, like, anti-authoritarian, like, will probably, like, not, like, be with, like, the whole, like, vanguard concept, so, like, from there, if he was to say, like, a really, like, anti-authoritarian concept, he would make it more collective, and he would get other people involved in the situation, and, like, so, like, there's, like, two ways to do this. You gotta make, like, an org, right, like, an organization of some sort, or, like, a, a confederation of some sort of groups, or you would basically, I don't know, like, th- this part is, like, I, I can't imagine him doing this, like, we like machine, like, all of his wealth. <laughs> it's the people who, like, would, like, take upon, like, the challenge, you know, it's kind of, like, it's kind of, like, how, like, the BLA, uh, Black Liberation Army, um, allowed like people to claim like their actions even to this day like for them and even like they're not really like an actual organization anymore like people can do something and say it's for the black liberation army you know like it's kind of like that and it becomes like really um um, horizontal in that way yeah and autonomous yeah yeah but i mean yeah it, it all depends on like again like the whole like political theater aspect and propaganda aspect like the rhetoric of it and stuff and it's it's a lot of strategizing, yeah. <laughs> but, like, people don't really talk about that that much anyway, so. Yeah, I feel like people don't take propaganda seriously anymore because so much propaganda is on social media. Oh, um, the memes and stuff? Yeah, like, memes is propaganda. And, like, yeah. And, yeah. and I feel like people don't want to take social media seriously 
because like yeah they don't want to have to deal with the accountability of like being accountable on social media social media gets to almost be like you know this like other vr world where you can go and like say whatever you want do it you want to be whoever you want to be and they don't want to like they don't want to like be accountable to that in their like offline world so they're very like dismissive of it Mm -hmm. but like yeah like i do think like propaganda is important um I think that, like, you know, it's it's way more influential than people want to admit. Um, yeah. You know, and, like, peop- and also, I think it's anti-black and, like, misogynist to be, like, you know, um, like, to critique social media because, like, how it's, like, you know, ran by, like, black women and black men is, like, so it's, like, it's very sort of, like, purposely dismissive in that way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, I agree with you that, like, it shouldn't, there should be more effort to kind of like combat that, like well, or like take advantage again, of it. It comes down to like the, the whole like um, individualistic aspect of social media too, right? Because it's very individual based because you know like people get like disciples or followers or friends, you know, um, and they get points for it. Um, they get rewarded for it, and those who have the most rewards or like you know the most like wealth in some kind of way or capital. Um, are able to uh, ostracize pe- entire people or communities even, you know, like, <laughs> we, we, we've seen that happen before, um, yeah. where, like, whole entire communities are just, like, shut down, or, like, businesses, like, you know, like, go out of business because of that, or even, revo- like, like, revolutions happen. It's very powerful, um, but it's individual-based, and no one has to take accountability because, um, especially, like, when you have a lot of clout and stuff like that, you don't have to take accountability because you have the power to decide, um, what should be held accountable and what's not. Um, it's it's not as if, like, everyone in the, in the entire community will suffer because one person did something awful. Because, yeah, that was something also that... Um, we did, like, a first recording of this, and it didn't work. So <laughs> so this actually ended up being a different discussion, but I'm really happy um, with this one. Um, but, like, yeah, what we talked about in the last one was kind of just, like, about harassment online in general. Um <laughs> And yeah, like, no one cares. Like, and then also, like, it sucks, too, because, like, we've both had Reddit threads written about us. And, like, and that's, that's like, wild, you know? <laughs> like, that's, like, yeah. it's kind of, like, it's really effed up. And, like, I'm laughing about it right now, but that's, like, how I cope. But, like, it's not okay for, like, do, huh? Do, do, people, do people say that, like, you're, like, a psyop, too? Because that's something people have called me, and it's, like, cracked me up so hard, like, that I worked for the CIA or something like that. It was the most ridiculous, like, accusations. <laughs> Sorry, but, like, anyway, go ahead. No, Sorry. yeah. I've been, um, I've been snitch-jacketed, like, early on. I haven't had anyone say it to me, like, to my face or, like, to me directly online, but I'm sure people are, like, you know, like, subtweeting or saying it, like, behind my back, of course. Um, that's, like, that's what happens, right? Um, and that's the thing, like, Whatever, like, some, so whenever something wild happens, like, where I get, like, not actual literal Nazis, but, like, swastikas as, like, their, like, AVI telling me they're going to kill me if I don't shut up. Or yeah. if I, um, or when I get, like, you know, a bunch of, like, cis men, like, who, quote, unquote, are, like, radical, you know, anarchist leftists, <laughs> like, talking about me. Um, and, like, and then I try to, like, then I, like, confide in to two people about it, or, or even if I, like, take it to social media, like, other than, like, you know, people who are, like, who are usually sympathetic to what's going on with me emotionally, like, generally, people don't care. 
And so it's like, and it's kind of like, well, that's part of the territory of you wanting to, you know, share your thoughts. You know, like, yeah. that's what you get for speaking up or, like, for mm-hmm. having a political idea or for whatever, you know, like, and it's just, like, expected. And, like, it's expected to, like, happen and it's expected that you're supposed to take it. And, like, but then I see, like, other stuff happen where, like, I'll see, like, non-black women and non-black fans, like, get harassed and, like, not to, like, measure harassment, but it's, like, you know, like, something happens to them. And they get all of this support. And they get people, like, who don't even know them, like, who I know, like, backing them up. And, like, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm all like, hey, did you, like, yeah. did you miss that whole thing that happened to me? Like, am I not, you know, like, am I not someone that seems like I need protecting or, like, that I need support or I need, like, defense? Like, what is it about that person and me that I seem like I deserved it? You know, like... Yeah. Well, I like the way I see it, like this is gonna be very like probably it's not probably like just like a lot of people off when I say this, like having a lot of clout on social media might make you powerful but it doesn't make you important. No. So <laughs> so I mean like the people that are that are, that are like supporting these like hyper you know, like not even like hyper visible because hyper visibility doesn't really help black people in my opinion. Um but like these like people that are just like they have, like, really loud voices, even, like, when they're being quiet, like, um, they, they aren't gonna save your life because they have all this social clout, um, it's a way of making them seem like they're on a pedestal, like, you see all these numbers, like, large, like, you know, like, price tags, essentially, attached to their names, like, blue checks, um, you know, like, pages, (laughs) fan pages, and stuff like that, you know, like, Wikipedia pages, even, like, and you all some things, like, you think that, oh, you can't talk crap about this person, you know, you can't, um, like, you have to, like, support this person, like, if they agree with you on certain topics, you know, like, it's not, it's not true, um, uh, I've met people that have really high clout before, like, on the street, and they're completely normal people, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, even, like, when I was, like, really hyper-visible on, on Facebook, I had, like, a lot of attention and stuff, um, I was, you know, like, at some point I was homeless during that time. <laughs> I yeah. was just on my phone, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think that um, that's one of the things people don't consider when they start giving attention to, like, people that uh, have suffered less. I You said that, uh, something about, like, measuring, like, harassment and stuff like that. I think that's totally valid on um, like, whether like, you want to or not. I think that it's completely fine with measuring harassment because uh, some people, like, uh, will suffer harassment that's a lot more, you know, um... Uh, I guess, potent, you know, um, than other people's harassment, stuff like that. So I, I think it's completely fine, but, like, when it comes down to, like, an oppressed group uh, being susceptible to this uh, for generations at a time, um, more so than any other person, like, to the point where, like, they have, like, the impetus for, like, any kind of, like, oppression that can exist. Um, and, and, like, an um, individual within that group is suffering, and they still, like, receive the ramifications, like, of that oppression, like, they, they still, like, receive some kind of, like, microcosmic, like, event where, like, they receive, like, less attention for it, I think that says a lot about the community itself, um, mm-hmm. still, either way, like, even if it's just, like, less oppression, it still says, like, a lot about it, like, it's just constantly, like, you know, like, rep- like uh, reproducing itself over and over again, like, white supremacy, just, like, in any kind of, like, ecology, whether it's small or large, like, just that black people will, like, have, like, less of this or, like, more pain and suffering. It sucks. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. It's yeah. I went on like a whole rant there. Sorry. No. I saw about <laughs> social capital. No, yeah. I want to eventually like try to get people on. Um, it'd be cool to have you on because you've been talking a lot about it. Um, social capital. Because um, I know there's like lots of different views on it. Um, and... I'm really worried, like, because the way I talk about it is just, is, it's, it's, I, I, I come at it from, like, a really, like, brand point of view where people create these, like, really, like, you know, like, vacuum, vacuumed in, like, brands for themselves. Uh-huh. Um, like, for me, like, whenever I have an account and I reach, like, over 350 followers, uh-huh. um, I'll create another account. And that account will be solely, like, retweeting things from other people. Uh-huh. But even still, like, I have control over, like, what I retweet. So, like, I, I, it's really making me, like, reconsider, like, if social media is, like, even a way to um, enact any kind of, like, accountability um, from an entire community of people or even, like, in, like on an um, individual basis. Um, and, like, one more thing, like, this is, like, kind of, like, um, I like a little, like, history thing, I guess. Like, the whole, like, social media and, like, virtual space, like, thing, it, it comes at a time where... America has, like, been, like, on this, like, really, like, long, like, fascistic, like, road towards, like, pure fascism, like, mm-hmm. since, like, the 90s, like, when, like, in New York City, for example, um, New York City was, like, going to, like, crap, you know, like, there was a radical, like, uprising between people, like, black planters and stuff like that, you know, like, even showing music and stuff like that, like, throughout the 80s, right, and all of a sudden, like, you look at New York City and it's just, like, trash everywhere, like, it's just horrible, and you think that it would get worse, but instead, like, you know, people like Donald Trump started buying land, and they started, like, bringing rich people back. Not Midtown is, like, rich again. People aren't leaving New York City unless they're poor, you know, stuff like that. Um, and now that CEO that bought all that land is our president. <laughs> you know, wow. like, so, like, now we have, like, the complete closure between CEO and president, and we're, like, definitely, like, accelerating towards, like, fascist state. But, um... During that time, from the 80s, like, virtual worlds were being developed, like, AI was being developed, like, therapy was being developed, you know, uh, CBT and stuff like that, and we get this constant, just, like, you can be safe in your own shell, like, you know, you don't have to go anywhere else, you don't have to worry about anyone else, and, like, you know, CBT, if you've been to, like, a a therapy session before, they ask you things, like, um, like, you know, like, like, um, how are you feeling, and, like, they'll tell them, and they'll, they'll basically, like, um, they'll basically, like, um, repeat it back to you like oh so you feel good today like the whole session will just be like that i've been to therapy for like two years <laughs> you know what's CBT? Like, and like sorry what's cbt yeah cognitive behavioral therapy um oh. yeah no it's uh, cbt um and i've counseled people too while i was working at a mental uh, illness center but um anyway uh you know it's just like all these things are being like like concentrated kind of and like built upon during these times where you're like on this road towards like fascism and yeah, I mean, like, it's it's just reproducing itself. Now we have, like, startup companies that are kind of, like, self-reproducing in ways, and, like, they're, like, taking over, like, people's lives, literally, with, like, Facebook and stuff like that. You know, like, I literally can't talk to my family because I don't have Facebook, in the same way, at least. Yeah. You know, um, I, I lost contact with, like, all, like, my sisters and, like, siblings and, like, Antifa uh, and stuff like that. Um, I have no way to contact them, um... I had a lot of intel that was useful to the left. That was lost. <laughs> a lot of intel. And I'm really upset because I was close to finding some things out about Nazis. But, um, <laughs> um, 
and it all comes down to because like someone didn't agree with me and they had a lot of power um, over the you know the ecosystem I was in. I bet even if you look at like the statistics, because like yeah, I'm locked out of my Facebook too, um, mm-hmm. and it sucks because like I want it. I want it deleted, like, completely. Or I want to at least have access to it so I can, like, delete pictures from it or whatever. But to be able to do that, I would have to, like, take a picture of myself holding, like, a security number or give them my government ID. And I'm like, I'm not going to do neither. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have to do that so many times. It's scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, well, now I'm confirming this is me using this account, like, with basically the government. Like, I'm not going to do that. And so. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, like, but I wonder if you looked at, like, statistics of how many people um, are locked out of their account um, because of Facebook are black, and then how many are, like, trans, and then, well, like... Well, wasn't there, like, a, like, like a whole, like, uh, Politburo article about how they treat black men as opposed to uh, white people? Was that the one where they did, like, a, like, internal Facebook survey was released or something like that? Um... It was screenshots from someone who was being trained to work for Facebook. Yeah. Like, they took on their phone and, like, they, like, did some kind of, like, investigative journalism type, like, deep, you know, network type stuff. And, like, yeah, um, they found out that, like, it's part of their training. Not surprising at all. Um. So, I mean, like, Marx is all of Marx. Even though, like, I don't like Marx for his racist comments, I will say that he, uh, Lenin, too, I guess, like, or anyone, to, for that matter, had really accurate, like, representations of how fascism, you know, like, will, like, ha- has risen and will rise. Because, like, even with, like, this Facebook thing that has control of, 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 like, over, like, so much, like, access to things, like, entertainment or, like, livelihood in general, um, it's still, like, collaborating with the government to make sure that we are, like, people, like, who we are, like. <laughs> so, like, it's, again, it's, like, another, like, uh, microcosm of um government and ceo joining hands and coming closer together yeah it's another just another thing (sighs) it's like it's just so overwhelming like when you like the surveillance state for me as like a private person and like the fact that you have like no control like really like you know you can opt out to a point but like you know when there's like biometric cameras put in place as surveillance cameras like have you seen like the technology they have in china where it's like you know the street cameras are like biometric yeah like that's gonna happen that's gonna happen here and like the people leading the fight quote-unquote are like what it's supposed to be eff like led by white people who like have like sus connections to the state so it's like yeah that's like a whole yeah see like i really think (laughs) like just in general that people need to start like really getting personal organizing like i don't know i get this feeling on social media that a lot of people just actually hate each other um (laughs) so i can't really see like a revolution happening anytime soon (laughs) because like they just hate each other but i think that people really need to start considering like these sci-fi movies we've watched as kids where like all the rebels, like, with their faces painted, you know, like, where the cameras can't recognize them because they have all kinds of weird shit on their face, sorry, S-H-I-T on their face. Um, I think that we need to start considering that as our only choice because it's starting to look, like, that dystopian. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I went to New York City and there was, like, I opened my, my car windows in the Bronx and a bunch of, like, black pieces of, like, trash bags flew into my car and I was like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this it wasn't this dirty when I was a kid, but it was pretty dirty, but it was just, like, bad, and, like, it's, like, 
garbage everywhere. There's like a giant church like curling over St. Mark's, like in the midst of like all these like strip clubs and like tarot reading places. And I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> like all we're missing is like gigantic neon lights and like flying cars. <laughs> right. We won't get the flying cars. We'll get the like robot, you know, operated cars that will take you straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, it's, it's, it's becoming completely like Blade Runner. Meanwhile, Blade Runner is coming out, and everyone's excited to watch it and, like, not learn a single thing from it. Yeah. But whatever. That's why I always thought whenever I heard of, like, stuff, of like, did you not watch Terminator? Like, you know, like, this is Skynet. Like, what? Like, it's, like, these movies, like, like, how are we just, like, how are people, like, not terrified of AI and, you know, what could happen and, like... So right now, right now, like the the leading uh, producer, I guess, like I should say, like in terms of like development and AI is Russia. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I mean, like it, also China has got its hands on some really good AI uh, development recently. I forgot what it was called. Um, but I, 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 so I work rideshare and I picked up um, three different uh, groups of people from a military base nearby. Um, and they all, I, I try like, to insult myself. It's just, like, a habit now at this point. Like, I ask them certain questions, and, like, I ask them about, like, you know, like, oh, so where are most of your students going to? You know, like, where are most of the recruits going to? And, like, is it, most of them are IT right now. And, like, the first time I heard that, I was, like, it didn't bother me because I didn't, like, do, like, a correlation. But, like, after doing research, like, cyber terrorism is becoming, like, a real, like, thing. Like, it's on Mr. Robot, and, like, I had finished watching the entire show before I like like heard the stuff from like people from the military. Um, before I heard about like books like how the how the U.S. will fall or like I forgot what it's called. There's like this book that uh, the Chinese some Chinese uh, high ranking officials like wrote in the military wrote <laughs> about like how like I think it's called like unrestricted warfare or something like that. You can look it up, but like about like how like the U.S. will fall because of like China's like multi fronted like warfare against them, including like cyber terrorism. And including like like um like um like um colonialism basically so I like outdo them. <laughs> like, it's like it's like it's it's just like the funniest thing, but like no, it's just um no, it's a lot of it is going towards like cyber stuff. And then Mr. I mentioned Mr. Robot because like the um person that took down the U.S. is in China. Like they have like this really amazing hacker. Her name is White Rose, transgender Chinese um hacker. Um, who took down the U.S. basically, pretty much, like, led that front, and they're in China. <laughs> and, like, what happens in the show, like, not to ruin it, like, um, is, like, basically, like, the U.S., like, business control of, like, its entire stock market, and <laughs> now everyone's, like, living, like, in shacks, like, super, like, Occupy style, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, this thing, this stuff, like, happens in sci-fi, it's been happening for decades now, um, it's just that, I guess it's not accessible to people, um, sci-fi. People have, like, a lot of negative connotations with it. Mm. But also, like, people, like, aren't taking, aren't reading it from, like, a very analytical and deconstructionist point of view either, so. Yeah, I have a hard time watching dystopic stuff because I feel like my life is, like, one big dystopia. <laughs> so, like, I don't need to, like, watch it on TV, you know? Um, but, so, um, I, like... I'm not a big sci-fi person either, but, like, I think, like, I would probably be more interested in, like, 
you know, Afrofuturist ones where like mm. we exist and like you know Those are those are always so positive too. Like it almost makes me cry like tears of joy. Like yeah. Octavia Butler think like, oh my god, I'm so grateful for this person. Like it's always so positive. Um and again, like a lot of those themes come with like survival and going to space sometimes. Like I'm not sure about that. Um <laughs> I feel like that's going to be really hard. I think that has to do with, like, a lot of, like, DIY, like, uh, AI-type stuff mm-hmm. but um, and programming. But, I mean, like, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's And for dystopia, too, and, like, sci-fi things, they usually, like, there's a lot of, like, amenities that black people don't have, and they'll watch it and they'll just be like, this really is kind of nice. <laughs> like, I've yeah. watched, like, dystopian like movies and be like, I wish I had, like, a way to just get food, like, delivered to me mm-hmm. instead of having to starve or, like, not being able to afford food, like, having food, like, everywhere avail- available, you know, like, freeze-dried, not expired, <laughs> <laughs> things like that, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure, like, if you want to, like, would, like, want to include this, too, like, so a lot of, like, the ideas I got about, like, um, fascism and stuff like that, and, like, a lot of history I learned from, like, a movie called Hypernormalization that aired on BBC, I haven't really found anyone who's watched it, I don't know why, um, but it's, it came out before Trump was elected president, and it had a lot to do with Trump. It was the strangest thing. Like, um, they also go into like a Russia, like the Russia thing. Um, I don't know. They talk a lot about Russia and Trump, even though he wasn't elected yet. Um, uh-huh. And I don't think I don't think it came out like when the whole scandal came out either. I feel like I've already seen bits of it. Is it? And it's like they talk about the Russia connection and like um, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they get they get into detail with Russia though, and like how like it's like a post political world and stuff there, um, which is like really scary, right? Because like no one knows how to deal with that at this point. Like, <laughs> not really sure like what that feels like other than like surreal. But they 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 link it with like the USSR and like how like everyone was involved in propaganda, you know? Because like the whole you know idea is like it's it's, it's the people's like government, and, like so everyone's involved in propaganda and making sure everything looks fine and stuff. Um, and how that translated into, like, the USSR, I mean, the Russia of today, and how basically, like, no one can tell, like, who's real and who's not, because one of his main advisors uh, was an avant-garde theater person, and now he just, like, basically creates these, like, situations on purpose, like, between, like, Antifa and, like, Nazis and stuff. <laughs> like, he, like, creates these things, like, 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 consciously, and then he'll admit it on TV. Wow. <laughs> and then everyone will just be like, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I can, it's, it just reminds me a lot of, like, how Trump's doing things now with, like, fake news and, like, literally, like, calling people's moms sons of, like, bees, like, <laughs> on TV and, like, no one can do anything about it. And that's the thing about Trump, too. It's, like, he knows how to play the media and, and like, the media knows how to be played, you know? Like, it's, like, a uh-huh. game they're playing with each other because, like, it gives them clicks, it gets them ratings, you know, and it it's like, you know, it's all distractions and, like, but then everything's yeah. a distraction. I, like, it's, uh... I feel like if I, like, were, like, in that movie The Shining, I, you know, that, that scene, like, where the, the, that, the main character, that dude, uh, oh, no, it's a uh, woman, I think, walks into, like, that one room and it's, like, a rabbit, like, you know, giving head service to, like, someone or something, like, some weird scene like that. I feel like in that room, it would just be CNN and Trump. Like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's like some like definitely some kind of like thing going on. Because you're right about that. Like, they're making so much money off of all these this news. They just repeat the same things over and over again about Trump. You know? Yeah, it's just. I think that also like Antifa and stuff like that like benefits from like not really going into that detail because like if 
if they aren't like talking about like um let's see how can i put this into right the right words like if they're not talking about um for example like how they're benefiting from uh all these like these trump actions that are happening stuff like that in terms of like building like a mass movement which i'm sure they're trying to do like they're not talking about like how they're building a mass movement based of like all these like altercations with trump and stuff like that they're able to just continue doing so i guess it's 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 opportunistic and i'm sure like cnn's doing it political is doing it it's just it's it's just not talked about much like people don't want to like i guess like get that like nihilistic about it you know just and just be like oh this is just a big like dance basically yeah it's it's like all it is really just like dancing it is because it's like there's real (laughs) stuff happening like there's like complete you know like countries and islands that have like been destroyed and like you know, no, like, where are, like, these, like, journalists who want to report on, like, whatever Trump's tweeting, like, where is, like, the pressure on, like, why aren't you doing anything, you know, or, like, what is being done, or, like, what is, like, (laughs) what does Houston look like now, like, I have no idea, actually, now you say (laughs) that, I haven't heard about it, you know, and so it's, like, and that's the thing with, with, like, because so much keeps happening, right, like, like, St. Louis is still, like, popping off, and it's, like, there's just so much happening, and, like, we're kind of at this point where it's just, like, you've got all this environmental stuff happening, you've got this political repression, and the uprisings, and just, like... This is a great time for a revolution, how do you say that? It now is. I think about it, this is perfect. It's, like, and that's kind of, like, the thing. It's, like, yeah, you know, while we have all these things happening, like, it is a perfect time, because, like, the state is, like... The state, like, as scary as they sound, and as much technology they do have... They are definitely like pressed in every direction, and so yeah. like and they're also fighting a war in the Middle East at the same time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like now. they can't. I don't know why Trump is trying to like talk ish to like North Korea because it's like you can't. You can barely do the ones you're already doing. Like what are you talking about? Like I was watching Olympus has fallen, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like um, and like if anyone has seen that movie, it's just basically like North Korea like takes down the American government. Uh-huh. And, like, they and they do it, like, the White House. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was, like, because the whole time, I'm, like, you know, I'm one of those people that, like, yell at the screen. And so, like, and so I'm, like, well, you know, like, you guys don't have any troops because you have them all over the freaking, you know, you have them everywhere else. And that's the thing. It's, like, if anything was to happen, like, they don't have enough military. And, like, the military they do have, like, isn't being, like, supported after. So they're also, like, F you. So then they're going to have to depend on the police. But there's not that many police. <laughs> and then so you also have the domestic front. And they have, you know what I mean? There's just so much where it's, like, yeah, like, it is a right time for revolution. And, like, that's why, for me, the focus has to be on creating autonomous communities. Because it's, like, people can't even proactively think about how to, like, you know, how to strike. Because their their immediate life of just trying to like figure out how they're gonna have housing and food is also like so pressured. So it's yeah. Like, so until we really deal with that immediate of like you know people not having to pay rent and worry about how they're gonna have food, it's gonna make the latter like really hard. That's so like that. That's a big part of like the whole like self defense thing too. Um, I wasn't gonna go into too much detail with like the plans like. But I guess we can, like, look forward to things like uh, doing, like, defense work for organizations that need it um, when they're, like, far-right rise. Because these things are going to be building. They're already building. They're going to get worse over time. Like, mm-hmm. like what we've seen so far is the beginning, honestly. Um, it'll get worse. Um, and I'm thinking things like 
uh, being able to squat in places, kind of bringing the radical uh, tradition of like England and, and Greece to America through those uh, radical activities. Um, because self-defense, right, like if you consider the fact that America is under a constant uh, state of counter-revolution, uh, especially within the black community, um, everything that's built up is set up to not only counter, uh, like, uh, counter their revolution, but also to like uh, degenerate uh, the black community. Um, anything that we do to survive is self-defense, and including like you know housing and stuff like that. I think it's really important, and also like not to, uh, not to backtrack again, but mention like Afrofuturism. Like a lot of like Octavia Butler's work is about like survival, like whether it's aliens or like. The fascist government that happened to say the same thing that Trump said, you know, like make America great again. <laughs> like it's, it's a lot about survival. I like the idea of looking at self-defense, like in the context of like you know figuring out your own housing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and um, and it's also like you also need actual literal self-defense to be able to like keep your housing, like if you take it. Um, yeah. Because yeah, the repression that will come. Yeah, it's 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 definitely like really comprehensive. It's um, the cool thing about it too is that it's really white people can't really claim that. I mean, I guess they could. I could see them co-opting that. They could co-opt anything. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 definitely have so so a point of like like black powers, you know, like white panther like pamphlets. Ah, sigh, sigh. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about wrapping it up? I'm, I'm completely fine with that. Great. Well, um, thank you so much. Um, we've ended up talking about way more than, like, we thought we were, and that's, like, super awesome. I feel like we, like, covered, like, six different topics. <laughs> yeah, basically, I pretty much, like, covered the entire world. And what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, so, yeah, definitely. Until next time, we'd love to have you on the show again. Thank you. I'm glad to, have to be, like, be on the show anytime, for sure. Alright, well you've been listening to Honor Resistance run every Friday except for the first Friday. You can listen to the full version of the show on www.soundcloud.com slash on dash resistance. Thank you Beatrice for being on and we'll see you you. next week. Bye. Bye bye.